Hello, welcome to the podcast. Now we have a new episode for you. Now we're going to talk about a volume of a fantasy book series that I had just completed called Stone of Tears by Terry Goodkind. Um, So Stone of Tears is actually volume two. So I'm going to summarize basically the gist of the fantasy series. It's been a long time since I read volume one, about, I would say about three years ago. Uh, But Terry Goodkind is one of the best fantasy authors of all time. Um, He created a a series that's uh, very popular. It's about a 15-book series. I hope to eventually read all of them. Um, But this book is book number two in the series. It's called The Sword of Truth series. Um, So you might know this also in the U.S. as The Legend of the Seeker. It was a television show on Channel 11 or CW. Um, So also a very good novel and series. So I'm going to talk to you today about the characters, and I'm going to give a general summarization of everything. So what is fantasy series like? Well, if you've never read a fantasy book before, which I'm sure many of you have, but this is a particular series that deals with magic and dragons, and in particular, it has themes of being um, special, being chosen, uh, what it's like being in a world where uh, the world is crazy and, you know, you're, you know, have to be up to this challenge. Uh, You know, it's a coming-of-age series. It has a lot of different, you know, stuff in it uh, that I like. Um, It's not anything like Lord of the Rings, but it's not anything like Game of Thrones either. It's its own little category, as I like to describe it. The closest I could call it would be the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. Uh, All those are great series, by the way. So this particular book series involves a boy... Uh, who one day finds out he is a wizard. His grandfather, the person who's been taking care of him, turns out to be a wizard as well. And so he grows up in a world where magic exists, and he eventually goes on in a first adventure where he finds out his father, or his biological father, is actually a emperor who was trying to take over the world and using dark magic to do so. Um, in the first novel of the series, The Sword of Truth, um, you know, or the wizard's first rule, as it is also known by, um, we have a great confrontation between the characters where the main hero of the story, uh, you know, fights his father and, you know, they open the box called the Box of Odin, uh, which basically, at this, to summarize so far to the beginning of Volume 2, uh, this box, when it opens, it creates a tear between the different worlds, and that boy uh, is going to have to solve everything that is going on. That boy's name, by the way, his name is Richard, um, and uh, we will learn all about him in this series. Okay, so that's kind of a brief overview of the first series. Main characters, there's a lot of them. I'm not going to be able to go over everything, unfortunately, so I do apologize for that. It is a rather large book and has a lot of characters, so I'm just going to give you the basic summary. Richard is this boy who has just defeated Darkin Rawl, his father, in the series, in the, at the end of the first novel. Um, he is about to be wed to the woman of his dreams, Kalan. Uh, Kalan happens to be a major player in the government uh, of their fantasy homeland. She is known as a person with extreme political progress and power, um, you know, she can make people tell the truth. Um, she has magical abilities of her own, and so they have fallen in love with each other and decide to be married. Uh, but right before they are to be married, there's a group of these women called the Sisters of the Light that appear. 
And they explain that Richard will soon be experiencing trouble, and unless that he is helped, he will die. Uh, so they explain that he'll soon start having headaches. Um, he'll soon start um, experiencing different magical abilities. He'll have a reversion to meat. Um, you know, he will basically be in the world, you know, sort of like between worlds, if that makes any sense. In other words, he will be torn between what is happening to him presently and the magic will slowly take over him and consume him until it kills him. The Sisters of the Light then say, there's only one way to stop this, and that is if Richard will come with them. At first, Richard and, you know, Richard and Kalan say no to this. Um, after Richard says no to this the first time, one of the Sisters of the Light, there are three of them, one of the sisters kills herself, to the shock and horror of the others. Um, this enrages Richard, as he does not wish to see anyone die anymore, after, especially after fighting a massive battle against his father and seeing his father die and his, uh, you know, his mother and many members of his family. He does not wish that to ever happen again. Uh, so this enrages him. Um, of course, the Sisters of the Light said they will return. Uh, during this time frame, Richard comes under attack by a fellow group of soldiers from a different kingdom. Uh, while he's out with his friends on a hunting trip, uh, he sees this and he experiences abilities that are beyond reasoning. Uh, for instance, he is able to shoot bows and arrows at great distances that normal people would not be able to do, um, and with extreme accuracy. Uh, he is starting to be repulsed by the idea of eating meat. And of course, um, you know, we see that he's slowly starting to change. We see this magical ability that's starting to take over in him. Um, he's receiving massive headaches that debilitate him. Um, even with medicine, he is still not able to, you know, live properly. He is at a very, very big disadvantage right now in the early stages of the novel, of the series. Um, his future bride, Kalan, being the sorceress that she is, decides that she wants to try to help him. After speaking with fellow members of the, the Sister of the Light, she begins to slowly understand Richard's predicament, which is that unless he decides to do this thing, which is to put on a collar, he will, you know, die. The collar comes from the first novel of the series, uh, the wizard's first rule where Richard was tortured by a slave, and so he had put on a collar around his neck, um, and that is how he was controlled, by a device known as the Aegeal. Um, so Richard refuses to put this collar device on him no matter what happens again, as he was tortured throughout much of the first series. Um, we see, of course, what happens next, is that Kalan then wants Richard to put on this collar. Again, he refuses. A second sister of the light attempts to kill herself, but this time Richard tries to stop her, but the third sister of light then kills her and says that Richard is responsible for this madness and that he should be burying these bodies. So Richard then decides to honor this woman who died for this purpose. He then buries her after she has died, of course. And then, you know, he is told that the Sisters of Light will try one more time to help him. And if he does not accept this help, he will die. So lastly, Kalan, out of desperation, helps Richard try to understand that he needs to put on his collar. Again, Richard refuses to do so. Kalan then says the only possible way she can get Richard to do this is if she says that 
you know, she pushes him away from her. In a very dramatic moment, Kalan says she wants Richard to put on this collar to prove that he loves her. Um, it is a very heartbreaking moment in a series to see, uh, mainly because she's doing it to protect him, and he's doing it to resist her, you know, only because, not because he doesn't love her, but only because he thought nothing could hurt and be more painful. He puts on the collar at last, and the Sisters of Light take him back to their kingdom. Um, meanwhile, Kalan is dragged into trying to find uh, Richard's grandfather, um, Zorander, or Zed as he is known by. As she attempts to go find Zed, Zed is on his own journey. Uh, Zed happens to meet a woman named Addie, who is a sorceress that is at the border between the realms. Uh, Addie is a bone sorceress, uses bones for magical powers and purposes. It is at this exact moment that they are attacked as he has come upon her to speak with her. Uh, they are attacked by a mysterious force known as the Skrin. Um, we see this throughout the series as these are different magical beasts with different powers. Um, the Skrin tried to hunt them down. They're injured, uh, both of them, and when they are attacked by this beast, it has a vile form, a vile form of magic that then eats away at their power. Um, so in order that they will not die, uh, Zed and Addy decide to go to a fellow sorceress in another town that can help heal them. But the only way they can do this is if their memories are wiped clean. So they, uh, so they uh, attempt to go to this other village and pretend to be other people in the meantime. Unbeknownst to Kalan, all this is going on while she is on her way back home to Arendelle, the main capital of the cities, she comes across an army of people. Um, her, she witnesses much devastation and destruction. This army calls themselves the Imperial Order. It is a group of humans that believe magic is evil, um, and they're blinded by their lust and greed. Uh, she decides she needs to put a stop to this and decides that she will declare war on, these, uh, on this army. Uh, so we see that as well. Um, she's a strong uh, female character. We see her throughout the series as someone who is trying her best in a very wounded, strange situation. Um, you know, so she, of course, loves Richard and is upset the whole time about what had happened between them. But most importantly, we see that she is still kicking butt and still trying to help her fellow man and citizen, trying to overcome these great challenges. Meanwhile, Richard begins his training, uh, and he goes with uh, this fellow sister back to the kingdom. Um, and so throughout the series, we see that Richard is placed on these tests, um, and he thinks that he is not magical, or at least not in the way that they think he is. But of course, every time Richard goes somewhere, he always chooses the correct answer. He always chooses the opposite of what most people would choose. Um, in all different types of situations. Um, at one point, they're crossing a passage, um, and Richard is blinded by the magic into thinking that this other person is trying to kill him, and so he kills her in his dreams. And so he thinks he's betrayed her when he has not. Um, in a very dramatic moment in the series, Richard would never forgive himself if he had murdered anyone innocently. Um, of course, throughout the you know, series, we see these themes of how Richard is growing into a man, um, how he started as a boy, and how he had ran away to be safe from all of this. But, you know, destiny had another plan for him, and we see how he's changed and how he's 
taking in these circumstances in a way that an, an adult would do. And he only dreams of one day being able to see Kalan again and hoping she has an explanation for this. And the only way he can do that is if he gets the collar off of him. Eventually, the Sisters of Light eventually bring him to the capital of their hometown city, which is under the Imperial Order rule, unbeknownst to Richard. So he is partnered with a young sorceress whose job it is to train him. And so throughout the series, we see this where, again, everyone is increasingly surprised by his talents and abilities. Um, at one point, Richard kills multiple people in combat um, using his abilities. The magic doesn't just mean spells, but rather increases his agility, strength, um, the way he fights with swords. Um, we see this throughout the series as the magic is not just... Uh, a part of him. It's not just in a blade or it's not just in his mind. It's every single piece of him is using his magic to go further. Um, and then it is discussed that he is a war wizard, a wizard that has not been seen in over 3,000 years. Um, the Sisters of Light. Turns out that there's a group of them, a small group of them, that are called the Sisters of the Dark, which is an evil group that w worships the uh, worships basically the the devil or the uh, the nameless one, the one who is in charge of uh, death, and so they're trying to steal Richard's power for themselves and for uh, you know to un unleash the keeper or the nameless one who is in charge of this whole series. At one point in the series, uh, Richard has a dream of trying to summon spirits to guide him. Uh, his father is accidentally summoned by this, and his father escapes into the land of the living. Um, in a very dramatic scene, he is left with a burn mark on his body, um, and Richard is permanently scarred by this mark. Uh, but, of course, what turns out to happen is that this mark has also uh, left him with more magical abilities throughout the series. So, at the end of the day, Richard uses his magical abilities to eventually prove to the other wizards and sorceresses that he is powerful enough that he will eventually break this collar and he will kill them all if, he, if he, they try to stop him from leaving. Um, in the final test, Richard is supposed to have his collar removed, but only if he passes the second rule. The first rule being... Uh, you know, from the first book, which is that a lie, you know, is only a lie if people are willing to believe it. And we see that throughout the series, that people will believe anything they're told. Um, the second rule, uh, which we will soon learn, um, is that they have to be able to choose the right decisions in the right moment. Uh, so no matter the love that you might have for another person, even... You know, innocently helping a person can lead to disastrous consequences if it's not done carefully. And Richard finds this out as he has accidentally released Dark and Raw, his father, into the world of living. And the magical device called the Stone of Tears is stolen and is used to unleash the Keeper in the world. So we see Richard is racing against time to try to stop all this. Um, meanwhile, he has a vision while at the city from the Palace of the Prophets, uh, say his soon-to-be bride, his wife, um, Kalan, will be murdered unless he does something to stop it. And it's all part of the prophecy. Um, Richard is told that if he interferes with this prophecy, that, that he will doom the world. 
So he's given a choice at the very end of the novel by Dark and Raw, who's about to unleash the Keeper. We see that Dark and Raw offers him immortality, and he offers to protect Kalan and give her immortality as well, so she will not die. Uh, Richard does not believe that that would be the right decision. He ends up, you know, fighting and defeating Dark and Raw, um, and of course, it turns out that Kalan. Uh, you know, is actually not dead, but it was a mirage that was tricked everyone into thinking she was dead by the great wizard Zed. And so Richard, at the end of the series, does not know whether or not um, Kalan is still alive. When he has a, a dream, a dream that she is still alive, the good spirits or the gods sort of give him a vision, and she is also given a vision that they are both together and that they will eventually reunite and that they will um, tackle their next adventure together. And that is, of course, the second book in the series, Stone of Tears. Again, this is a very quick summary of it. So what did I think of this novel and series? Well, this series is very long. Uh, it was almost a thousand pages long. In fact, um, it's a very big book. And so I felt like it was drawn out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I felt at the end of the day, this is something that you have to be really heavily invested in if you want to read it. So while I'm going to say I was a fan, I'm going to give it three stars out of five, uh, mainly because it's been a few years since I read the book in the first place, and I needed a sort of summary that would have helped jog my memory. Um, unfortunately, I did not have that, and I just kind of dove straight into it. Now, having said that, there is potential there, and I see it. it. This book was not as good as I remember as the first book um, in the series. And, you know, again, I'm doing a very, very, very quick summary of all the characters. So remember, there's lots of other characters in the series and storyline, and it's hard to keep track of all of them. So while it's not necessarily a story that I don't like or don't care for, I definitely do care for it. I just felt like it was complicated. And unless you're a super fan, this may not be the best book series for you to read. However, it is one of the greatest fantasy series of all time. Um, it is very popular, and it has a pretty massive following. The author, unfortunately, passed away this year. Uh, but, you know, there are quite a few books in the series to read. This book series originally came out in the 1990s. Um, and like I said, it has television shows, and it is popular. So... Um, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you say, you know, should I give this a shot? Like I said, if you like fantasy, you're probably going to like it. And if you're not a fantasy buff, you know, maybe pass on this one. Anyway, that's all for today. Uh, thank you again for listening to my podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein16 at yahoo.com.